In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order Podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two, who cares, who gives a shit, you need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is gonna, I don't know, roll your ass! Welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet more important than some stupid blood moon eclipse going on out there. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined by someone who probably disagrees with me, District Attorney D.A. Fave. What's going on, man? How are you? Not more important, just the girlfriend wanted to watch it, so I wanted to spend some time I with her. I get it. So. I get it. Whatever. I, I've seen numerous. Now, had it been a solar eclipse and this is going on, I'd told you to fuck off. Just, those are those are well. The last one was a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Piece. The 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 thing with solar eclipses is they happen during the daytime, um, and so it wouldn't have affected us. Also joining us from up north, RCMP JLB. What's going on, hey, man? Hey, hey, not much, not much. I cannot see the uh, lunar eclipse where I'm at. It's super cloudy here, unless it's on like the other side of my window, and I didn't feel like going anywhere else. But it is you know what it is. They can't see it. Japan. Yeah. Because oh, it's daytime there. It's daytime. <laughs> and Australia. Australia. Yes. Also daytime there. Also daytime there. Um, Iran. Iran. Uh, also, also, uh, we got to say hello, Ambrosia. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hello. Uh, before you're we... able to, you're not, she's not able to watch it either. Yeah. Uh, yep, she says it's cloudy oh, there too. Boo. Well, yes. I'll uh, see a bunch but, of photos also, on Facebook tomorrow. Like morning there. Like 4 a.m. <laughs> in the morning. Where? In, in London, Ontario. She's, she's in London, Ontario, Ontario. <laughs> oh, you missed that part when he said that. Um, Everyone thinks well, London, like you know, England. It's yeah. it is what it is. Well, it's like you know, Paris, Florida, right? Yeah, exactly. Texas. <laughs> there's also a Paris. Oh, Texas, there's also yes. a Texas. Snap. Paris, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's a. a it's spelled Cairo here in Nebraska, but it's not pronounced Cairo. Um, so there's there's also a hell, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Well, it, having been to Detroit, I would put um, a lot of Michigan in that category, <laughs> um, especially the Detroit area. Just despite the fact that Motor City Machine Guns are one of my favorites of all time. And, and I, I could live the rest of my life without going back to Detroit. Just I just have to say that our welcoming committee for the Ontarians oh, here in the U.S. is Ontario too, apparently. Is either Buffalo or Detroit. We don't yeah. exactly welcome Canadians very kindly, apparently. With Buffalo yeah. and Detroit, we're like, hey, you want you want to cross the border? 
You go to this is America, fuckers. <laughs> well, Vermont is pretty friendly, though. At least it was Vermont, but nothing I, ever happens. I'm in just Vermont. going with the Ontario connecting towns. Yeah. That's fair. No, <laughs> I I will say this. I've I think I mentioned it before. Fuck your I, Canadian I, version, Niagara Falls. Detroit's I, version I, is better. <laughs> I, I went to went to Canada once. I was in Detroit visiting a family member there, and we drove across the the bridge into Detroit or into Ontario, Windsor. And uh, we went to the casino there, and we gambled twenty dollars, and we won twenty five. And so then we visited a Tim Hortons and spent that five dollars in winnings on donuts. So as far as I'm concerned, Windsor, Ontario, Canada gave me donuts. And any any place that just gives me donuts is cool by me. Um, <laughs> For sure. But before we get into talking all the wrestling news of the all day, the meaty and and all the meaty podcasty wrestling goodness, um, I wanted to remind everyone: Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co Podcast Network. So after mm. the show, head on down to the. Uh, to the doobly doos and uh click the link for tatnusco.com check out all the stuff going on over there all the other shows on the network and then come back here for our next show uh next one prob- probably tuesday night probably. i don't know um the, <laughs> i mean unless i guess a, unless you have a very or you know you have a certain duty to attend to yes yes so I'm, I'm not gonna beat around the bush here because we Wait, everyone can knows you even that- say anything I can say I've been called to jury duty. I I don't know what court I'm going to be doing or anything like that, so who knows. Uh, But because of that, I I don't anticipate it stopping me from being here for the show unless I happen to get on some jury that's, like, sequestered away, and then um, I will um, um, scream out Antifa and uh, hopefully get... (laughs) get Please film that. Like a cab, no. Do both sides. sides. Yeah, just do both sides. You just shout both as politically (laughs) driven as you possibly can. Walk in with your KKK uniform and scream. Charlottesville was a hoax. (laughs) Antifa. (laughs) Both at the same time. Make sure you got it covered. Well, since we're we're gonna should, be wait, wear a Tucker Carlson shirt to the thing and then scream Antifa. <laughs> there you go. Um, there you go. Just cover right. both faces. Uh, just to just, get this out of the way, real quick. Well, just to get what out of the way? Hey, man, I still got five um, to go. That's fine. Go. So I still have you, you got four to go me. after today. Uh, three to go after today. Well, now I'm gonna catch up to you. Well, I'm going to take the top three so he's because I, I'm, I'm an addict and I like what opening you... things. All right. So my first one, since you're going to do <laughs> one one packet per my per card, apparently, I've got Randall Keith. Randall, Randall he Keith. Voices. He hears Randall voices Keith. in his head. They come to him. They understand. They talk to him. My first pack is loaded with people who are no longer with WWE, except oh. for one. Wow. Dakota Kai. Oh. No longer with. No longer there. Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly. <laughs> That's undisputed. That's for sure. He's no longer there. Johnny Wrestling. 
who might show up as the Joker next week. Maybe. 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 And the only one who's still employed, although he's out injured, Boogs. Boogs. And I like to rock. I I will say, my one Randall Keith in terms of WWE beats your entire pack. In terms of WWE, yes. (laughs) All right. This one deserves what's going to happen to it when I'm done with it. Oh, my God. I'm scared to. Naomi. Yeah, what do you mean? You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna praise it and put it in your shrine and pray to it every day? Because she deserves I'm, better than that. Deserves I'm gonna than send that. it to Canada. <laughs> oh yay! <laughs> I have... I will put her in a shrine and make sure she gets. Uh, Baron Corbin. That's interesting. In sad oh. Baron Corbin. Oh. <laughs> Look at you guys. I also have shoes. Nice. I know I already had that one. Yep. Yeah. I think I got an, on one of him already, but big ups yeah, to Big E. Yeah. And then no longer with the WE, Jackson, Jackson Riker. And I've shown you my Baron Corbett. So you'll have to do another one. Mm-hmm. We'll see if one of those matches my final one. That's the only duplicate versus my pack with all of, with you opening multiples. I have Shelton Benjamin. I do not. Ain't no stopping him. Uh, ain't no stopping him except uh, something stopping him, and that's an injury. For the second time in his career, he's out injured. Oh, damn. Yeah, just came out like today, I think. We also have Ali. Ooh. Finally getting a semi-push. Ish. We have Ezekiel's older brother, Elias. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Older brother's still kicking it. And then I know I've already got a Charlotte Flair somewhere, so. Woo! Alright. My last card. Umberto Cario. Oh. Umberto. Is he still with What's-His-Face? Yes, they still have Lost Lotharios going on. With Angel Garza, his, yeah. his cousin. His cousin. I, legitimately cousin. Did oh, you not legit. know that? Okay. Uh, Angel Garza. I mean, I just didn't care. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Humberto Carrillo is related to Hector Garza. And uh, Hector Garza was Angel Garza's uncle. So, like, anyways, I have Bex. Oh, big time Bex. Big time Bex. I have a hollow version of Zach Gibson because, you know. Who the fuck is this? He's a grizzled old veteran. Oh, fair enough. But he's young. So he's a grizzled young veteran. I have not with WWE anymore. Scarlet. Scarlet. Oh, also recently uh, married Scarlet, I believe. Right. Um, yeah. And Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. Nice. There he is, Javier. Well, do- well, doesn't he certainly make you go up, up, down, down? Not really, no. no I'm not a video gamer like you are, so... 
Um, I I could use this time to make a very crass joke about Scarlet making me go up, up, down, down. But I am going to be the bigger man right now. Get your nuts. Would you really say bigger? Yeah, would you? Yeah. Girth matters. <laughs> Again, would you really say bigger? Have Have you I mean, seen those those really uh, like rat, short, fat pickles at you're the, the, the? I'm just you're saying. the only second evolved Pokemon, bro. You're I mean, like the biggest. If we're talking about one that might be larger than Roman Reigns, it's probably Killer Cross. Jesus Christ. How did we get to this at the beginning of the show? It don't take long with us. No, no, it don't. That's Especially when we had that comment a little while ago. <laughs> do, 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 do. Anyways, let's go ahead and get into talking the wrestling news and stuff. Um, I've got a couple things that I want to comment on, but I'll let you guys go first if you want to. Uh uh, if there's anything that's specifically chafing your nuts right now. The fact that they're waiting all the way until England for a Drew versus Roman. I don't know. It's, it's... That's frustrating. The fact that they announced that um, there will now be a title unification match for the tag team titles on, on free Smackdown. TV. <laughs> next week when it was supposed to happen on a pay-per-view i mean i know i get it you know wrestlemania backlash isn't the most prestigious of pay-per-views so i get that but but then you just put it on free tv well and and the thing is it was it was probably our largest complaint about a show that we were expecting to be bad but was actually good was that there wasn't much for title action there nope there sure weren't and and it could have benefited from having uh, a tag team unification match and a singles match for the the WWE or for a WWE, WWE title. Yeah, doesn't have to be for both of the yeah, unified exactly. championships. Yep, one or the other is fine. Whatever. Roman, but you bitch ass, you know. Especially well, with I, the I, news. I still think it's going to be a schmaz finish though on the SmackDown. Well, the the thing to to remember is the news came out this week. Uh, Roman did renegotiate a deal uh, that's going to involve uh, less dates for him, less travel for him. Yeah, yeah, he's new Brock. Yeah, he's the new Brock, which I think is funny considering the whole premise of his feud with Brock a few years ago was you're a part timer, bro. I'm here every day. Yeah, but remember, Cena and and the Rock did that, mm-hmm. and then Cena. No, yeah, it it does it every time, but that's why I just think it's funny. Is you know when are they going to learn to stop using that as 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 a gimmick? Motivation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm here every day until I suddenly am not because I'm going to go film movies and make lots more money there. <laughs> Anyways, um, but Somebody's yeah, so, wearing our newest hoodie, hoodie by the way. Yeah, some someone is. Uh, being and we appreciate you for doing so. Yeah. Now, now, did did you guys take a moment to see the new background I had behind us? Yes, the toys. Yes. Yes. It has. <laughs> oh, I can't even see it that way, man. I'm gonna take us all off real quick so everyone can appreciate. Oh, uh, hey. I appreciated that I couldn't hear you. 
Well, you know what? I can I can make that happen uh, for longer too. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I gave him the ability to put himself. <laughs> At least during it. this show, it's gonna suck. But anyway, in the future you just um, change the passwords. Yeah, I could just. Well, all I'd have to do is go to the thing and say, "No, he's no longer allowed that." I am, I am a petty little bitch. Um. Anyways, yeah, no, I mean it's with the news about Roman. Also, he gave at like a house show. He gave like this very, very ominous speech. Like, who knows when I'm ever gonna be back here, sort of a thing, which made a lot of people think that maybe he's uh, retiring retiring or at least going down to even more part-time than they're kind of saying so far right um i can't help but feel that they're going to have his reign end here soon uh probably not all at once it it makes more sense for them to do it like one at a time it makes sense actually for him to lose the smackdown and roll with the raw one for a while Mm -hmm. and then roll off of that yeah but, you know, it doesn't make sense how they're unifying one of the titles and not the other one, though. Like, just unify all the belts, then. Just I, again, I don't think they understand what the word unifying means. I think in their mind, unifying just means both of the titles on one No, but one they clearly person. do because they made it specifically clear for the tag team titles that it's going to be one belt unified. They know the definitions. For I, I'm, I'm, I, until we actually see them, I don't believe it. And I don't believe it for a multitude of reasons, but oh, one I of them is... Um, I but they the, again they specifically advertised unified titles for the 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 main belt and then uh, at the last minute pulled back on that and it's like no he's gonna carry them both. Um, it it comes under this and this is the reason I don't think it's gonna end up happening. One belt for the tag division, um, and that is because uh, USA Network and Fox Network are both wanting exclusivity on stars. Right? right, and when you have these unified belts in any way, shape, or form, it means that these stars, your biggest, arguably biggest stars, right, where your champions we'll are going to be on both shows, which no longer gives either show exclusivity. Um, and and that's why the that's the main reason from everything I read that they didn't actually unify the the WWE title and the Universal title is because they want to be able to in a month or two split them up again and be just fine and i guarantee you that's what they're going to do with the tag titles um if if there is a definitive winner uh, at it at all which like you said there could be a schmoz there could be all sorts of way reasons that it ends in a way that doesn't unify the titles but right. i i just don't think as much as they say this i think that's more of a uh announcer going a little bit off script when he reads unified titles and then they're just going to play damage control and change things up at the last minute but yeah anyways um, but it's just you know they work themselves into a pickle though obviously well wwe booking themselves into a corner i've never seen that before right like they're always in the corner They don't know how to book themselves out of a corner. Of a corner. Um, they yeah. don't know how to book themselves not into a corner when there are no corners. Um, so I do have a little, uh, a little, uh, a little thing to pick 
with uh, Tony Khan. Is that what you were going to be talking about? My, uh, my uh, uh, things I was going to talk about are both AEW related. Um, That's it. And so I'm betting they are. So I'll go ahead and get into it because it's actually two things, right? And uh, the one that I think you're probably... Um, uh, Akira. Oh, you're on the Hikarashita one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I was going to talk about is there are two... Um, things happening in AEW that I would consider uh, missteps or at least uh, potential uh, fuck-ups, right? Uh, the Hikaru Shida one and the MGF situation are, are things now. Right. The MGF situation is is a little bit more... I feel like uh, MGF is just trolling. Nuanced. I don't, I don't know. I think there's a nuance to it. Um, and we'll talk about it. It's a potential fuck-up in the future. But I, I suspect that... Um, I am going to disagree with at least one of you on how this is a fuck up. Um, but we'll get to that one. You want to talk about Hikaru Shida. So the news with Hikaru Shida was, um, and here's the, I knew this was a storyline as soon as they, they announced it. But they announced on uh, Rampage that Hikaru Shida, quote, suffered an injury during the street fight with Serena Deeb and therefore has to pull out of the, the Owen Hart Cup. Own heart right. tournament, right? And so she's going to be replaced by Chris Statlander. Uh, the thing is, like, immediately when I saw that announcement on Facebook and Twitter, it went nuts with people saying, This is why you don't book these hardcore matches. You're just going to injure your ta- talent and all of this stuff. <laughs> and I, I hopped on there and I said, Hey, Karsheet is not injured. This is a, this is a storyline. This is kayfabe. Do you know how I knew she was not injured in that street fight? Because since that street fight, she flew back to Japan and wrestled four matches in three days, a total of 160 minutes of wrestling in three days, right? Since that match. She wasn't injured. She was abroad. So this was AEW uh, making a, a kayfabe injury up to explain her absence in the tournament now the reason they need to explain her absence who knows could be that they didn't think she was going to be back in time or that she wasn't going to be able to clear clear covid protocols or something like that even though covid protocols are a lot looser now than they have been you know uh, it could be something like that who knows why it was but that's what they they made this decision but it was a big blunder on their part not telling Hikaru Shida ahead of time what they were doing. Because Hikaru Shida uh, responded with, what? Well, I already had four matches after the street fight and just finished the greatest fighting musical show, but I seem to have been injured. Japanese wrestling is nothing for them. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I couldn't be in the tournament too. She later tweeted, I'm glad from my heart that Chris is in the tournament now, and I'm going to try to enjoy sudden holidays in Japan because it's been a while before I had. Be positive. And then later she uh, clarified some things. She said, after the street fight, a doctor check from AEW was required to participate in the own heart cup. I couldn't re-enter the country in time. I'm so sorry to disappoint everyone. These difficulties sometimes happen with international talents. I feel healthy and I never stop trying to improve. Please cheer for Chris and I'll do my best in Japan. Holy Shida will be back soon. So, so the blunder was simply AEW not telling 
Hikarushida, hey, um, you didn't make this in time. We're going to make up an injury angle for you. Because Hikarushida would have just said, oh, make up an injury okay. angle? Cool. Right? right? But instead, she found out through the grapevine, through Twitter and the TV show and whatever, that, oh, by the way, you're injured. And so um, you're out of the tournament. She's like, but I'm not injured. I'm fine. Right. Nope, you're injured. You're out. Injured and out. Injured and out. But yeah, that's just totally a mess up. Uh, like one communication problems clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they. It's just you know, comes to what I've been saying all these years that they have not been able to book their woman talent really well. Um, and especially the Japanese wrestlers, really kind of non-existent. Um, sure, you had Rio as your first women's champion, if I'm not mistaken. It was Rio, correct? Mm-hmm. Rio, yep. Rio. Um, um, but then really after that, no bueno. Like, I'm going to say this. Uh, I think the reason we see Japanese wrestlers, and I don't want to say underrepresented, because the AEW women's division has quite a few Japanese wrestlers on it, right? But underrepresented in the top of the card is probably because they tried really hard at the beginning to go after the Joshi crowd, and it backfired on them, and they got just absolutely roasted over it because, you know, we we don't want to see Joshi wrestlers here. That's not the style that Americans like to watch in in women's wrestling and that's that's all i think it really came down to is that uh that's the way they tried to do from the beginning and it wasn't popular with american fans or at least wasn't as popular with american fans as as they wanted it to be as they hoped it would be um uh that's probably the biggest reason that they haven't been pushing the Joshi Japanese wrestlers is hard. But I mean, you know, if you think about it, you've got Riho, you've got Hikaru Shida, you've got Yuka Sakazaki, you've got um uh Mason Girl wrestles here. Um uh you've got oh man, I'm totally uh, the totally blanking on her name. Emi Sakura. Emi Sakura, there we go. Uh, Emi Sakura, yeah. Um we they brought over Maki Ito for it. Um, and she was phenomenal, but she's under a contract in Japan to, to stay there. So, um, like, don't get me wrong. I love Maki Ito. So I would love for AEW to get her. But in the end, Joshi Wrestling just isn't catching on with the American fans as much as they would hope they were. Hoping. And that's arguably um, part of the reason it struggled at the beginning is because they went so hard into Joshi Wrestling at the beginning. And... It didn't work, and so their pivot now is to try to get more to an American-style wrestling for the women. Um, All right. I'm going to drill down on this. How long were you waiting for that pun? So you guys shut up enough for me to do it? Okay. Do do I need to put the pun as always intended shirt up real quick? You can sure do it if you want. Here's the deal. Um, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take the devil's advocate. I understand what you're saying that they need better communication. Mm-hmm. You're a wrestling fan, you know it's fake. Don't fire it up. 
I understand that she should have known. I'm not going to disagree with that. Right. But as wrestling fans, accept the fact that they're going to have storyline reasons for people to take a break, whether it's to go to a movie, whether it's to go wrestle in another organization temporarily, whatever it is, it's okay. And we as wrestling fans need to, to be prepared for that to happen. We need to be prepared for booking scheduled or uh, uh, could be a change in booking, could be a change of, of what we're doing. And we need to be prepared for that because that's the way wrestling works. You may have a real injury and they're just going to change the booking or you may have a fake injury and they're going to book the fake injury into things. And sometimes they tell you and sometimes they don't. And this is a social media environment that we're all still adjusting to. This this environment didn't exist when CM Punk CM Punk dropped the pipe bomb in 2009. It sure as hell still didn't exist to this extent in 2011 when CM Punk left. It didn't exist to this level when when uh, Shane Mc, or not Shane when uh, uh, Seth Rollins won his first title in 2014. It didn't exist in 2015 when uh, Hunter screwed. Uh, Roman out of the title in the Royal Rumble. There's lots and lots of times where this didn't exist. Sometimes you got to be honest. Sometimes you got to be open. Sometimes you got to use the. <laughs> sometimes you got to. I don't want to say use the because WWE seems like they did a little bit. But sometimes you got to talk about um, somebody's leukemia, um, and in in real ways about real life. But sometimes it's okay to just fucking let life be kayfabe. The, and, and, the, and and I know that there's fans who are ticked off and yeah, I'm not I, I'm mad for Hikaru Shida that she had to be like oh yeah, this is a kayfabe injury, oh uh, shit but at the end of the day the social media opens us up to their lives again you and I have said this numerous times before Smarks um Tom Cruise doesn't really dive off of buildings like he does in Mission Impossible or Vanilla Sky. It really he doesn't actually do that. He's not a CIA agent in real life. He hasn't so, fought aliens. So, so none the, of that's real. The, the thing that I I, I want to break in the reason that this is a, a, a something we're talking about is not the kayfabe versus not kayfabe thing. I, I want to make that clear. I'm not angry that they're doing a kayfabe angle with her. The the anger is that because they didn't tell her in advance that uh, it it totally broke the illusion of it. Like, here's the all it would have taken is a call to, hey, Hikaru, um, because you can't make it to the doctor's appointment in time for the the match that we have for you. Um, we're going to do an injury angle for you. Uh, so just play it off. You know, but we also don't know that they didn't try to get that message sent out before it, they put it on the socials. Try is one thing, but trust and verify is what it comes down to. But the other end of that, she could have called before she put she put the note on Twitter. Too. Yeah, that's valid too. I'm. I'm she like, could. That, I'm, I'm, gone, I'm gonna be pissed. She was that, like, Wait, there's what? there's I, problems I, on both sides of this. Yes. Did, did I? Did I? I didn't get. I just wrestled four matches, guys, and I didn't know mm -hmm. that I was injured. Yes. I need to know if I have a knee injury so mm -hmm. I don't make it worse here. I mean, ultimately, the, yeah, well, 
and and more specifically, I need to know if you're playing a a storyline so I can just pretend for a while. But that yeah. that's what it, I no I agree. It's it's on both sides. There there's problems on both sides with this uh, because um and we, and, she and I mean, she should have handled it better. They should have handled it better. People, where people communicate poorly because of social media as it is. Uh, one example, just an example that I, I know of. We had to make sure we called everybody and their dog about my parents passing before we put anything on Facebook. Any cousin, anything, anywhere about right. it before we put it on Facebook. Because by God, can you imagine? And some of them did. Found out because other people who got called first put it on Facebook before they talked to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, after they talked to us, but before. Before we have to talk to the other people, uh-huh. what a bunch of horseshit fucking world we live in, where people get pissed off that the children of people who just died didn't call me before they called this person, and that's a world we live in, and it, it exists in, in our business atmospheres too. It exists in all of those types of things, and so that's where I think we just need to gentle up our lives a little bit. Yeah. We just need to go. You know what? The baby was born, and I understand. That I wasn't the first fucking person that was called. And that can be right. a sibling when a parent got called first. And that can be a sibling when the other sibling got called first. Or that could be a cousin or it could be whatever path down the line you are. It's the same with business. Hey, oh, wow. They posted that I had an injury. So Chris Statlander's in my role. I probably shouldn't get fiery about this. I, pr- I should probably find out why. Was I well, terminated? I, I do agree. I do agree on these things. But at the same point, to use your analogy, Hikaru Shida in this situation is the spouse of the person who died, who found out on social media. Yeah, I mean, died. she was, she should have been more involved. That's I, I'm yeah, not She should have. And that's where we our, don't that's know where what, our, what efforts were made prior to that. And and regardless, and, it's... And we don't reg- know I, if it was I'm, two different departments either. And uh, again, I'm going to say, it doesn't matter in the... In the realm of this, it doesn't matter if it's two different departments, and it doesn't matter if efforts were made. These are the sorts of things that, as a multi-million dollar business, <laughs> you have to be on top of, right? And that's why I'm just saying, from a standpoint, if this was, if this was fucking uh, CML, CMLL or or fucking um, um, yeah, CZW yeah. doing this, I wouldn't hold this this up to them because they're small potatoes. But this is the number two wrestling company in the world. And and one that has been known to walk, blur this line in between kayfabe and reality considerably, right? At dropping the ball this hard. Um, that's where this comes onto the list, right? Is that... Um, and again, th- this 12 was... years ago, it's not even a conversation. Well, yeah. It, it, but he, the other side of it is what, what you have to remember is uh, AEW did this angle based on the idea that most of their fans probably don't watch Joshi wrestling and so aren't aware that she wrestled four matches in three days, 160 total minutes, right? Um, they, so they're like, oh, we'll just do an injury angle. But again, it comes down to this is something that, that you have to get your ducks in the row before you announce it. Uh, you know, you didn't I, get the memo? You didn't, you get, didn't the get the memo? You didn't get you the know? memo? Oh, I sent, I sent an email... Did it go to your spam folder? 
no. This is where before you do it, you say, I need you to verify that that you got this. Well, and, right? and you some turn of that on your lands, read receipts. I hate to say this, but some of that lands in most of our executive vice presidents in in charge of those types of things are wrestlers. They're not mm-hmm. they're not HR professionals yeah. or, or yeah, they don't exactly. have that business acumen. Mm-hmm. Not saying that the young bucks don't know what they're doing in mm-hmm. business acumen. Because saying that maybe they yeah. they well, or the the head, or somebody dropped the ball. The there. the head of talent is Christopher Daniels. So you can, uh, if you want to put that, that's b- where, bunch on Christopher we, Daniels. Hey, right? let's do it. Fucking um, fallen angel fired. Uh, no, so, no, you shut your filthy mouth. But, um, but in the end, I, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, shit rolls downhill. This all comes on to, to, to TK, right? Yeah. TK yeah. should have been on top of this. He's the, he's the booker. He's the one booking things. So in the end, he would have been the one who made the decision to, let's make a change. Let's put Chris Statlander there. Um, you know, and and you know, it's the other piece to it though, and and this is in in defense of of fans and whatnot. Um, you don't have to announce the decision until the night of. You don't. No, and, hard and subject to change. More specifically, I'm I'm going to even throw one more in this thing. You didn't or have to just... do it as an entry angle. Right? Yeah, that's you it. just announced Hikaru Shida's over in Japan and is unable to make it to it. this match. Yeah, right. Yeah, Period. you don't have to go so super kayfabe with it. Yeah, you know. Now, like yeah. I said, I know their thoughts are were that the average wrestling fan in America doesn't know that Hikaru Shida was wrestling a bunch of matches over in Japan, right? Yeah, uh, and and so they're like, oh, we can just play an injury angle, but why? Just well, say not when you're gonna have a new Japan forbidden door pay per view like a month later. Yeah, that's either. true. Too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you kind of expect your fans to know about Japan wrestling. Well, but uh, a I'm gonna point out that Hikaru has never wrestled for New Japan because New Japan is exclusively men. Uh, oh, she also okay. doesn't wrestle for Stardom. She wrestles for one of their competitors. So. Um, in that respect, it'd be still within AEW's mindset to say, this is, you know, I mean, they're having a crossover with the WWE of Japan, and she wrestles for the MLW of Japanese wrestling for women. You know what I mean? Do you watch MLW even here in the States? Do you know any of the wrestlers there offhand? Nope. That's my point. So even the fans who follow Japanese wrestling probably don't follow Makai, right? right? You have to be pretty hardcore into Japanese wrestling to get to the level that, that Hikaru Shida was fighting at. But again, I'm like, all, all you have to do in this situation is say she, she can't make it back into the tournament, so her alternate is Chris Statlin. Now, there's part of me that wonders if that wasn't their plan the whole time. Um, for reasons, Hikaru Shida's character is becoming more and more of a badass. Um, in terms of like, she's not the nice girl anymore. And Chris Statlander's character is, I used to be the nice, fuzzy, cutesy alien, and now I'm just gonna kill people. You know, so so this could be that could have been the AEW plan all along was to pull Hikaru Shida from this. And then eventually have Hikaru Shida versus Chris Statlander. Who knows? But 
The anyways, we'll move on to the other one that I wanted to talk about because this one's a little bit more serious, potentially. Um, now I'm gonna say Allegedly. use the phrase as as long as we're not being worked because there is that chance with these things, right? But all of the reports have it that MJF is very unhappy backstage in M in AEW. MJF feels that he is uh, one of the biggest stars in AEW. Allegedly. Um, and rightfully so, right? You, I think we would all agree he is one of the bigger stars in AEW, especially when you talk about homegrown stars. I'll use air quotes, homegrown. Um, and and he's, he's angry that um, all these former WWE guys, these big name guys like CM Punk, like uh, Adam Cole, like potentially Johnny Gargano, if he comes in, are coming in and getting these these big money contracts. And when he signed his contract back at the beginning, he was basically a nobody, right? Um, he had potential, but he had, he was unproven. So he got what we would call, if you were to use a football analogy, he got a rookie contract, right? Mm. He he was a blue chipper. Out of Stanford, um, we'll we'll give him give him one of the higher end rookie contracts, but it's still a rookie contract. And now he's angry that Tom Brady's making millions upon millions, um, and he got the still on the rookie contract, right? Um, and so he's angry, and he reportedly is thinking of signing with WWE when his contract's up in 2024. Um, at the beginning of 2024, so a little over a year and a half. Um, the the reason that I say this is potentially a blunder on AEW's side, and this is why I I I suspect we might disagree on on why, um, is there is there's a lot of debate within AEW and within the wrestlers in AEW as to how to handle this, and there are some people who think just sign him to a new contract, give him more money, keep him around. He's worth keeping around. And there are some people who think that this sets a dangerous precedent to renegotiate a a deal uh, for one person where you're not renegotiating it for everyone. You know what I mean? Um, and my my thing is if he's so unhappy in AEW, this is where I think uh, they should go. This is where I think it's a blunder right now that they're just not doing this. Tony Khan should walk up to him and say, if you're so unhappy here, I'll let you out of your contract right now. And you can go negotiate with WWE right now. He's, he's released people from contracts before due to them requesting Leo Rush. Uh, um... um Ivelisse, uh, who's some of the other, uh, Kylie Ray, you know, he's done it before. If someone's unhappy, you know, let's negotiate you out of your contract and go. Um, and, and the reason I say this is, is mostly, a, uh, a call his bluff standpoint. If he really thinks WWE will drop all the money for him, then more power to him. Right. And maybe WWE will, right. But if he really thinks that, he should be willing to bet on himself right now, right? Um, the reason I think it's a blunder is reports have it backstage that AEW did offer him a new contract with more money. 
but they wanted to add uh, years onto his deal, right? Effectively, they wanted to start a new contract, and then sure. turned turned it down because he, because he wants more money, but he doesn't want more more time on his deal, right? He wants his cake and he wants to eat it too, to use the analogy, right? And so my thing is, I think Tony Khan should just come to him and say, "Listen, if you're not happy here." Then here's here's the out. We're gonna have you lose to Wardlow, so Wardlow's released from his contract. We're gonna write a storyline where you take your ball and leave, right? Uh, you will even will even give you a microphone on your last day here, so you can cut your little pipe bomb promo that you want to, you know, and leave in true MJF fashion, um, and take your ball and go. And you can try your hand at WWE and and see if you can make it over there and see if they'll pay you the big bucks like they you think they will. Because um, I suspect that he will not take that deal. Because uh, it's always easier to say, I'm worth more money and the other side will pay me more money than it is to actually go... I'm going to try that, right? I'm going to take right. my ball and I'm going to go there. Well, now, and he also has friends at the other company, no problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, do I think WWE would probably sign him to a contract right away? Yeah. Yes. As soon as he's available, I think WWE would take him. Do I think it would be a contract that rivals what he was seeing from CM Punk and, and uh, Adam Cole in AEW? No. He's not proven himself. Uh, that much not not to wwe in the grand scheme of things in fact to wwe uh to start off his promo skills they would really give him a maybe a, even a in, ko salary i i know they're not gonna give him a ko salary he's nope. he's unproven to a to wwe still right in terms of in-ring work ko can put on work that's 10 times yeah, i don't, better I don't think he gets i think he gets about half what ko is i think he's a millionaire yeah, I I seriously don't even think I I was gonna say maybe seven fifty k, right? Maybe. Do we know how much he gets now at AE Dubs now? Uh, we don't. don't I'm sure it's a lot less. I'm sure he would get more, but he's not gonna get nearly as much as he thinks. I'm, I don't think. I I mean I do I think he's making six figures? Yes. Do I think he's making a quality six figures? Yeah. I think he's I think he's making over a quarter million dollars a year. Yeah, he's probably um, in that two hundred to three hundred. Two fifty to three. three. Uh, he may make a thousand dollars a day. He may very well make a thousand dollars a day, which mm-hmm. is three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars a year. Yeah. That's very possible. But again, it would have um, been a, a rookie deal. Um, and again, I, do I think he'll get more money in WWE? Yes, but will it be substantially more? It might be double, right? Well, but again, to day, to WWE. He's unproven in the ring because WWE has a very specific style that he has not shown. Uh, he's he's proven on the mic, but he's also proven to go over the line that WWE doesn't like to go past regularly. Language-wise. Language-wise. Uh, uh, even fan, just fan, fan interaction-wise. Yeah, WWE would never, never in a million years, even their, their baddest bad guy, they would never let him... Uh, at a fan signing, flip off a kid in a wheelchair, right? That's that's totally outside of WWE's brand image. They're not going to do it, right? Yeah, not even if they got it approved with the kid in the wheelchair. Yeah, 
Nope, they're just going to say, no, we're, we don't want that picture getting out there with the Ever. WWE logo of that happening. On top of that, um, <laughs> WWE's already pretty stacked in the promo department. You know, do I think MJF's a great promo? Yes. Do I think he's Miz level at the moment? No. Uh, but do I, I don't. Think I'll, I'll, again, I don't level? think he's. I don't think he's Cody money. That's no. four million a year. Cody's yeah. what fifth best, fifth highest paid. Something, Something like, like that. that. Oh, yeah. We know Cody's four million a year. Yeah. Oh snap! His contract is four is four million a year. Damn. Brock. Uh, Brock Cena. Roman, Cody, Seth, I think is the order it is. Well, NKO, no? KO's oh, only two million, million a year. year. Oh, sure. K- KO's two million a year. Damn. And there he goes, Googling. I'm curious. Well, I'm, I'm Googling... It's like, WWE wrestlers. So, do do I think... Uh, let's see. Dolph Ziggler's at 2.8 is 10th. Really? He's Dolph Ziggler. Bobby Lashley makes... Uh, Doesn't say Bobby Lashley's ninth. Drew McIntyre has an annual salary of a million. Why, why is Dolph Ziggler 2.8? Mm-hmm. Anyway, he makes less than Lashley and McIntyre in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Undertaker still making money with WWE. Two point five million. You know, I mean, kind of like I'm saying, in WWE, in terms of promo guys, right? Do I think MJF is better than Edge? No, not right now. Do I think MJF is better at, in promo than Kevin Owens? No. Than The Miz? No. Than either of the Street Profits? No. Uh, than Randy Orton? I don't think so. Not right now, right? Than Seth Rollins? No. Uh, that's just on the Raw squad. Uh, do I think he's a better promo than uh, Big E? No, although Big E's out right now. Do I think he's a better promo than than uh, Roman Reigns? Maybe, but Roman Reigns has a better gimmick right now, so that kind of makes up for it. Uh, is he a better promo than Sami Zayn? No. Is he a better promo than Shinsuke Nakamura? I would argue no if Shinsuke's wow. allowed to use his no speaking of English. <laughs> Um, is he a better promo than Xavier Woods? No. Um, those are just the guys. Is he a better promo than uh, Alexa Bliss? No. Is he a better promo than uh, uh, Becky Lynch? No. No. Um, you know? And so WWE is loaded with promo people, right? Um, just absolutely loaded. In fact that's kind of their thing and so he comes into a crowded promo roster in wwe if he can't hang in the ring he's going to get lost in the shuffle right and that's where i don't think they're going to big give him the big 
you know, two million, three million dollar a year money, right? Uh, I I still think seven hundred fifty k was about where he'd be, maybe a million, but I still think it'd be under seven fifty because he's unproven to them. They'd give him a rookie contract. They'd probably give him a rookie contract and send him to NXT, to be honest. Um, because they don't like bringing anyone straight to the main roster. But, yeah. Um, I, right, I just so... think it's more to get rid of the pillars. Get rid no, of right no that, but that's what I was saying. is To WWE, the, the benefit to WWE right now has nothing to do with his uh skills it has everything to do with uh parading him around as a trophy right that would be all it would be um and and mjf would not be happy being paraded as a trophy right Right. he doesn't want to be a trophy guy he wants to be the guy Mm -hmm. and in wwe he would not be the guy um you know MJF is to promos what Ricochet is to in-ring work. And how are they using Ricochet right now? He has no promos at all, though. Um, he has no promos. He, but he's stu- stu- stupid good in the ring. That's why I said he is to... Do you know how analogies work? Right? Um, yeah. I'll give you an example here. <laughs> right? Um, so I so Ricochet is to ring work. Ricochet is super great in the ring. Um, but but not great on promos, as MJF is to promo work. Super great at promo work, not all that great in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's improved a lot. I'm not saying he's bad, but there are dozens of people in WWE and in AEW who are better in the ring than MJF. Right. Literally dozens. Um, and there are dozens of people in WWE that are better on the mic than Ricochet. So in the situation, they'd be roughly in the same sort of crowd, lost in the crowd, because they're good at one thing but not good at the other. Orton, Roman, uh, so I'm sorry, Brock, Roman, Orton, Cody, Seth. Those are the top five highest paid, followed by AJ. So is he even going to touch the top ten? I don't think so. No. No. Like I said, I, like three three point eight million a year. <clears throat> Seth's at four million. Roman's at five million. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so uh, Ricochet's WWE contract is four hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, right? I think they'd probably give MJF more than that, but I don't, I don't think he breaks the million because he's unproven to him. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. The other piece is he's not big. Yeah. I mean, he's not he's he's about the same size as AJ, and AJ had 20 years of evidence before he was hired. Mm-hmm. So for WWE, he, he's, he's a trophy, and the novelty wears off really quickly on trophies when you get another trophy. Well, they got the biggest trophy already. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I see you wearing America's belly button, though. America's belly button. Mm-hmm. Useless and kinky sometimes. Whew. I tell you what, 
if you need a warm hoodie, go get yourself an uh, uh, Appreciate Me hoodie from shop.spreadshirt.com backslash raw and order WBU. Whoo, that's a warm, cozy hoodie. Which has been I'm, sent to Jericho. It was delivered. Well, at least it, it is the delivered. Shirt. Yeah, it was a shirt, not a hoodie for him, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's well, been I, delivered. Well, although, I don't think he's a hoodie guy. Although, well, yeah, that's why we didn't send a hoodie. <laughs> um, but uh, it's been delivered, but not necessarily to him, because that's the important yes. thing. Remember when you send fan mail to them, it goes to a mail room and it gets sorted and then it gets sent in and it got sent in a, you know, in a box that deliver this to MJF or not MJF to see what I'm talking about. Deliver this to Jericho. Jericho. And uh, Jericho got the box and probably said, oh, I'll open this when I get home and then uh, went back. Well, home and it, to... it landed on Wednesday when he was in another state. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Who knows if he's even been to headquarters in, in Florida. So. Well, what what I would imagine, because I thought it said Tuesday is when it technically got delivered. Um, no, Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. was the day it landed. But uh, either way, uh, I would imagine Jacksonville was still sending some people out to the um, to the arena. They probably, but again, he gets a box at the arena. He's got other things fish to fry that particular day. Well, he's also promoting the Fozzie tour right now. Mm-hmm. Which is why he wasn't on on Friday. And and not not to be a stickler, but your uh, delivery notifications had delivered on Tuesday, May 10th at 10.23 a.m. So. I, was, I was 90% <laughs> certain it said Tuesday. Now, now, now I was like, am I taking crazy pills? I mean, I mean yes. Fair, you probably still are. Yeah. To be fair. 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 You guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> I haven't met crazy yet, but. That's know. the hood, though. That's the hood. I just met you. This is crazy. Cozy. Here's my number. Call me, maybe. That is a nice hoodie. I'm probably going to get that. It's still up, so mm-hmm. I have to get it before it gets out. Yeah, before we get, get that. Get it, get it, baby blue. Is there ba- not baby blue? Is there a royal blue one? Yes, there is. Um, there's this royal one here. Blue. Okay, and the other one, the one below that. This one is navy blue. It's a hoodie, so size it up a couple. I you probably I don't like... want to do the royal. Two X is going to be air small for a hoodie. I I think I'll be good with two X though. I don't. Ah, uh, but Heather. But I ordered. I wear a three X. I ordered a five X. It's still a little snug in the hoodie category. You're a little uh. snug. <laughs> Snuggles. Snuggles. Snuggles buggles. Anyways, um, so that that's like I again, my thing is just the way AEW should handle this, I think they should call him on it. And say, listen, if you're unhappy here. Uh, they can play this off as the good guys so easily. Say, listen, we don't want our stars to be unhappy here. If you are unhappy here, we will gladly let you go someplace where you are happy. Right? We've got next man up mentality here. Um, So you go be happy elsewhere, and we'll pull the next guy up to be, you know, 
The next pillar of AEW. The next pillar of AEW. The thing is, houses still stand with two pillars. Or with three pillars. They don't stand with two. So you have three pillars for a bit. Then you find another pillar, and you're good to go. Keep replacing those pillars. You're good. Who are the pillars? Uh, Sammy. Darby. Darby. MJF and and Britt, I believe. Mm. And Adam Page. I... I feel like they've already replaced that 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 pillar with uh, one Adam Cole. Yeah the the only mm. reason that uh, oh Jungle Boy was the other one so it's MJF Jungle Boy Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen were their pillars right the only reason that Adam Cole isn't on their pillars is because the whole concept of the pillars is that it's it's AEW originals right uh people that AEW made uh, rather than <clears throat> than brought over. So Adam Cole uh, yeah, is phenomenal. He's one of their top stars, but he wouldn't Absolutely. be the real Adam Page. Uh, but they've got they've got a bunch of pillars uh, up and coming like uh, Dante Martin. Yep. Right. It's going to be Wardlow. huge Wardlow. Uh, it's going to be a big deal, you know. Uh, every time I see someone make fun of AEW saying, oh, all they do is sign former um, WWE stars and push WWE stars, uh, I go, wait. They're champions Adam Page. And Kenny Omega's been one of their champions. Yeah. Well, even more than that, their current champions are Adam Page, who's never been in WWE, Thunder Rosa, who's never been in WWE, Jurassic Express, who's never been in WWE. They're still Jay tag Cargill, team Jane Cargill, who's, who's never, never been, been anywhere but AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and the only WWE one training camp. Uh, she she attended yeah. a tryout. Yeah. Uh, but then they offered her a contract and and scared her away. Because yeah. they said, we're your family now. Um, exactly. And she's like, nope, my family's my family. Here's the thing with Jade Cargill. Are you sure your family's your family? What about Wait. us? Here, here's Are the thing with Jade Cargill. This is where WWE uh, uh, didn't do their research. Her husband is an MLB baseball player, right? Her husband's fucking loaded, mm. right? It ain't uh, about the money. And so, yeah, it's not about the money. It's about the fit for her. Uh, She's like, I'm going to go the place that I want to go that's going to treat me right and going to, you know, give me what I want to. Give me what Uh, I want. Give me what I want. Her her husband is Brandon Phillips, second baseman for... He was for the Cleveland Indians, the Cincinnati Reds, the Atlanta Braves the Los Angeles Angels, and the Boston Red Sox. He's also the partial owner of the Lexington Legends of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. Um, You know, he... uh, They're going to be okay financially, is what you're saying. Financially, they're fine, right? And so she's, she's able to make her decision based on things other than finances. Now, I'm not saying the number of zeros on the check don't matter to her, um, right. but they're not the number one importance. And like she well, said, in the, she said in the interview, she said, listen, I, I can have a nanny. I can fly 
fly my daughter in with the nanny for any anything. That's fine and all that stuff. But I do need my personal time to be with my kid. Exactly. And they're like, nope, nope. You eat, sleep, and breathe WWE when you're with us. We're your family. And she's like, no. So she goes to Tony Khan and says, hey, you know, um, this is this is my my deal. This is what I want. And Tony Khan's like, sure. <laughs> you, you wanna you wanna bring your nanny to to you can bring your nanny and your daughter backstage to every show you're on. I don't care, right? All right. Um, do, do you do you want us to give you a little bit extra to, for like stipend for a larger hotel room, you know, huh. or or whatever? Great, you know. You you your family to us, not odd shaped belly button. You know, a, a lot of belly buttons are odd shaped. They're also mostly useless and stinky most of the time, which also describes <laughs> Nebraska. Those oh. are cows. Yep. Move on over. When you're at Nebraska, just move but on over to the, the only America's shithole. Yeah. <laughs> the only uh, star. Hey, I guess I got to check this here. Uh, the only person in that's currently on the. Um, AEW champions page that may have had any briefest of briefest stint in WWE would be uh, Scorpio Sky, but I don't think he did. I just have to check here to be certain. Um, he did. He had a very short. He uh, was on one episode of WWE Raw playing an unknown character named Harold in one of Daniel Bryan's anger management classes with Kane. <laughs> okay. uh, he appeared the next week as they continued their anger management. And uh, then he made an appearance in SummerSlam 2013, posing as a firefighter during the Ring of Fire match between Kane and Bray Wyatt. Um, but he did not wrestle in any of those. So I think he still would count as a homegrown homegrown non-WWE star. I mean, he did do TNA for many years and Ring of Honor for many years and and New Japan Pro Wrestling for many years and all that stuff, but you know, so so yeah, this whole narrative that all AEW does is sign and push former <laughs> WWE wrestlers kind of falls apart when you look at their champions page. Um but like, yeah, I mean, you know, just going through their, their roster here, if MJF were to leave, next I man up. Hmm? Oh, you missed it. I did my Amber Heard impersonation. Oh, did a little <laughs> bit of coke. A little bit of coke as you did it. Yeah. Um, But Al Alan Angels has the potential to be a big star. He just needs to work on his promo skill a little bit more. Uh, Austin Gunn of the gun club has all the charisma in the world and has a very punchable face. Um, <laughs> um, so he, I mean, he's just definitely have him roll player. into being Maxwell. Mm -hmm. Jacob Friedman. Um, Daniel Garcia is on his way up in the Jericho appreciation society. He's, he's going to be a big name down the road. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. I mean, hook is coming up. Hard Hookhausen. Oh my John god. Silver. Hookhausen is gonna be interesting as all. Like that's your new tag team champions. Yep. Off so, of Jurassic Express. Let's go. So I have a theory on, on the Hookhausen formation, right? Um 
I'm just really quickly uh, coming down here to see if there's anyone else. Oh, Max Caster. That's an AEW uh, original star coming up. Who can cut a promo while rapping that just digs people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to take a a moment, an aside moment, to point out that AEW continues to have Mr. Brody Lee on their roster page. Oh, wow. So. That's very cool. That's very cool. Um, Ricky Starks is is an up and comer that is is going to be big down the road. Um, <laughs> Wheeler Yuta. Anyways, um, my theory on the the Danhausen Hookhausen uh, segment. So if we if you didn't see it, I don't know, uh, Fabe. Did you watch Rampage this week? Didn't see Rampage. Um, Get to watch uh, the other one, Dynamite, not Rampage. Um, but so the the way the storyline ended is, uh, uh, Danhausen had a match against Tony Nice, and it was just an absolute squash. Like Tony Nice distracted him with his uh, muscles, and then kneed him in the face multiple times and pinned him right away, and then started to beat him up afterwards, which brought Hook out to save Danhausen, right? And there are a lot of people who I'll admit I was in this crowd when it first happened. They were a little disappointed that Danhausen in his first match in AEW got demolished, right? But I don't. Yeah. I've come up with a theory on it, right? Well, it was to build up the storyline of them being attacking. I think it's even more than that, right? Uh, remember, Danhausen's gimmick is very nice, very evil, right? Remember, he tried to befriend Hook earlier, held out his hand. Hook wouldn't shake it, right? Um, he then tried to befriend Hook by giving him chips. Right. I think uh, the storyline is going to lead to it coming out that he purposefully did not try to win that match. Because he knew if he allowed Tony Nese to beat on him a bit, that Hook would come out to rescue him. Because that's the kind of guy Hook is. And that the way to get Hook as his partner and his friend was allowing himself to get beaten badly. Aww. That's that's my theory. You and do have all it, the faith in the world of Dan Housen, so that's fair. Yeah. It's going to be my headcanon until it's not. So, so that's his very evil side. That's his very evil. He, he's very evil, very uh, manipulative. Had been, had been very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that did not work, so I have to yes. be very evil. So now I should be very evil, very manipulative. Let's figure out the way to trick you into becoming my partner. And it worked. And now Hookhausen needs to run the table. Right? I can't wait for that, like, uh, Titan Tron next week. Mm. Hookhausen. You think it will be Hookhausen? It should be. I believe they're going to refer to it as Hookhausen, whether they come out to Hookhausen. I think Danhausen's entrance is getting really good response, and everyone loves Hook's entrance. So I think they'll probably... Uh, keep them coming out separate, but, mm. um, but I don't know. That's uh, I guess there. So, 
the 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 piece to understand on the pillars is the longer time goes, the more pillars there are going to be. We may not know who the next pillar or who the next best pillar will be. It may very well be a well Orange Cassidy fits in that category. Orange Cassidy yeah, definitely. He, yeah, there's there's an example, but uh, it may very well be a uh, uh, Sean Dean. Probably not, but it might be. It might be Sunny Kiss. Probably not, but it might be. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you've already mentioned Wheeler Yuta. Uh, there's plenty of women, plenty of mm-hmm. women that can fill into that role. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chris Statlander, uh, I mean, Britt Baker is Britt Baker, Anna J, Bunny, Anna Jay. Yep. Hikaru Shida, Jade Cargill. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of them there. But uh, for that matter, with Britt Baker, who knows? Maybe Jamie Hayter is the bigger star. Maybe uh, Rebel is the bigger star. Um, I doubt it, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe Red Velvet is a bigger star in the long run than Jade Cargill. Again, I doubt it. But maybe. I mean, Kira Hogan and Red Velvet as the baddies are, are, they haven't even wrestled together and they're getting huge response from the crowd. Have we seen anything with Julia Hart with the whole eye patch thing? Uh, I felt like we saw that two weeks ago and then. We haven't in the last week. Uh, Two weeks ago, she flirted with the dark side and then ran away. Um, And then they haven't done anything, at least on the main. I haven't. I didn't get to watch Dark or Elevation last week to I mean, see if they fair. they uh, addressed it on there. Um, but it is kind of an interesting storyline uh, way to play it, where she's obviously being corrupted in her eye. It's turning all black, just like Malachi Black's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but but when he wanted her to swing that chair at the back of Griff Garrison, she wouldn't do it. She ended up refusing. Right. She's still and fighting so, it. She's still fighting it in some way. Um, also worth us really quickly uh, talking about the um, Owen Hart tournament. We did our our fantasy booking of it last week. Who was the um, one that said Jeff Hardy was going to beat Darby? This guy. I'm pointing at myself. Yeah, I understand. Give me my flowers. Give me my flowers, everyone. Thank you for the roses. Thank you for the dandelions. But didn't you also have Dax Harwood beating Adam Cole? I did. Yeah, I did. so so those flowers are they wilted. They each other? Oh, They're wilted, yes. <laughs> um, so Just in, can't give me my flowers. Fucking prick. In the semifinals, <laughs> we're going to have Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy. We still have this week the quarterfinal matches. Ray Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly and Samoa Joe versus the Joker. We've done our predictions and or uh, wishes on who the Joker is. Um, hey, I'm I'm still kind of of the mindset that I think it's going to end up being. Uh, well, there's rumors of Gargano and uh, and Candice LeRae, and that's who Candace I just I, as much as I think I want it to be Cesaro, I think that's the the option that it's going to go. Just because of how this this lines up. On the women's side, we already had uh, Ruby Soho versus Riho. 
Um, and then didn't we have Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter? We did. Yes. And Tony Storm I won see. that, correct? I believe and so. And Ruby Soho won that. But those, they're on opposite sides of the bracket, so we still don't know who their semifinals uh, will be against yet. Um, and then I the Jokers, we're going to get one Joker on Wednesday and the other Joker on Rampage, right? Yes. One we're not on Wednesday, one on Friday. Okay. Um, what did you think of Martha Hart? I thought it was nice to have her there. Um, you know, just supporting Chilling. the whole thing. Apparently, they also had uh, Owen's kids backstage. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, kids, they're like really old now. Though. I mean, yeah, they're they're adults now. They're like adults. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Talk about something interesting. Well, hey, Avenging Pineapple. Uh, this is a wrestling podcast. Um, so we're going to talk about professional wrestling. This is um, fucking interesting. Yeah. So, so we find it interesting. If you do not, then maybe this isn't the podcast for you. Might be possible. Um, Might be a thing. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's like lots of them out on there. The but of, you know, while you're here, just go ahead and go over to shop.threadshirt.com. Pick out yourself a t-shirt. And mm -hmm. like, share, and subscribe, and tell everyone that you're not interested in said podcast, but you'll share it just because you're a kind, gentle soul. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because that's that. what douche flutes do. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Every so often, you'll find a douche flute that will do that. <laughs> do you blow the mouth organ? <laughs> Douche canoe. Douche That's canoe. That's I got on this podcast. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, what? <laughs> what? It's okay. It only lasted two seconds. Fame. Fame. So get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> two. What do you think? I think I'm some sort of Iron Man here. <laughs> So that was the song we were playing. Yeah, I made it past that. I am. No, but it's over. Yep, I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm out. Oh Jesus Christ! So this Wednesday on Dynamite, we're gonna have uh, Wardlow getting lashed. Um, interesting that they're they're turning that into an MJF gimmick for AEW. The the ten lashes. Um, because he did that oh, with Cody. Oh, that's what he has to do now? Yep, so Wardlow has to take 10 lashes, just like Cody had to take 10 lashes from him, from MJF. Oh. Um, we've got uh, Britt Baker versus the Joker. We've got Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy. We've got Samoa Joe versus the Joker. So it looks like they're having both of those on Dynamite. Oh, wow, really? Interesting. Okay. okay. Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix. And Jericho and Regal face to face conversation. While wearing um, oh, the. Oh, and Hangman Page versus Kanesuke Takahisha. Oh, nice. So. Nice. So, yeah, some fun oh, wow. stuff from AW this week coming up. So, I'm excited. As long as I don't get sequestered, I'll get to watch it. <laughs> Sorry, AEW. Do you even <laughs> even sequestered? You'll be permitted some television shows. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have potentially. TV. I mean, it was, 
As long as it's not something super high profile that they don't want me to get spoiled on. Uh, it's on a it's on an AEW wrestler. <laughs> yeah, professional wrestler <laughs> who just happened to murder somebody in Omaha. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I host the wrestling podcast. I actually host the wrestling podcast. I literally host the wrestling podcast. Get me off this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you know more about this person. Okay. It's Braun Strowman. Uh, Guilty. I mean, (laughs) guilty. Did I say guilty? I mean, But the cameras show that he wasn't even there. Oh, he was there. He has a long reach. He's creating his own narrative. That's what he's doing. Have you seen the video of him licking the machete? He obviously did it. Guilty. <laughs> but that's at least worth talking about. Braun Strowman's promo that he cut online. Did you see that? No. I want to say, Braun, it's fucking 2022, right? He, he says... Uh, he, he, he quotes directly from The Dark Knight. Oh, does he? He says, that which does not kill me makes me stranger. And then he pulls up a machete, and I think he licks it, if I'm correct. And then he says, why so serious? I kid you not. Uh, I really feel like I really feel like if he was smart, he would have quoted the best one. I'm like a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do when I caught one. Yeah. That is the best guy with a plan. Oh, the best line is, I don't want to kill you. You complete me. (laughs) <laughs> that's my favorite line but anyways uh, so it's just like like it's 2022 we got Pat like literally Sting did a Joker gimmick All right. 10 years ago people you know move on from the Joker gimmicks people it's it's played out played Played out. out for sure, for sure. Anyways, well, let's see. We've done this an hour and twenty three minutes. Is there anything else we need to talk about in the world of professional wrestling? Mm. Not a whole crazy lot happened this week, technically. Um, okay. I don't want to see Lashley and Omos in a steel cage. I would rather, I don't know, watch paint dry. It's not That's a normal weird. steel cage, but why is it not a normal steel cage? Isn't that a hell of a sell? No, it's a steel cage match. Oh. Yeah. Well, then what they're going to say is that they need to confine it to hell in a cell. (laughs) So we're going to get it at hell in a cell. But. That would be dope. I mean, they. uh... I don't know. They should just put it in a Punjabi prison match because you can't see what's happening inside the ring in those. And so, you know, we wouldn't, wouldn't have to care. Like oh, they're just they're they're fighting. I guess we can see the the bamboo move. <laughs> Something's happening. Something. You know the funny thing about Punjabi prison matches. You'd think the Great Kali would be undefeated in those or have a winning record in them. Nope. nope. Didn't he get beaten but by the not. Undertaker and Batista both beat him. Oh, I forgot Taker was in a bamboo match. It's fucking weird. Yes, I said a bamboo match, but it works. Well, wait, I, I don't think Takers was against Cully, though. Wasn't it against the other guy? 
Was it the Big Show? I remember Big Show. No, not Big Show. Taker. It was the other uh, Arabian gimmick guy. Let's find out. Indian gimmick guy. Why Punjabi prison matches are so rare in WWE? Because they're dumb. Big Show versus Undertaker. Punjabi prison match. Full match. Why would you even do that? It doesn't even make sense. I'm sure there was a storyline behind it. Oh, it was supposed to be the Great Khali. And uh, he got pulled from the match, from the event. So it had to go to Big Show versus Undertaker. So it was supposed so to be change your match. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, but I don't know who to put. Who's another tall guy that fans will really like? So let's see. Yeah, Undertaker Taker. versus Big Show was the first one. Batista versus Great Kali, and then Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton in 2017. Did Jinder win it? Um, I believe he did. Yeah, Jinder Mahal. Retained the WWE title. Jinder Mahal, the only Indian wrestler to win a Punjabi prison match. Who would have thunk it? But, but oh, I was I was gonna say something that I that I can't remember what I was gonna say. I know talking about Jinder gets you all hot and bothered, so. Mm. <laughs> Mm, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but oh, but no, it's. I think I don't know. AW has got some good card headed up for this week. WWE has been mostly boring, you know. Uh, the the sad thing is the um, uh, Ezekiel Elias's younger brother gimmick might be the best gimmick going on on Raw right now. Um, because it's at least entertaining. Oh, uh, yeah, all, all of the people who got married are getting divorced now on the, the 24-7 championship thing. Big surprise. Uh, a marriage in WWE didn't turn out well. What? Did they divorce already? Uh, no, they got served papers last week. Um, so the divorce, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a divorce ceremony. <laughs> For sure. Divorce court. Oh, Jesus. There's definitely going to be a divorce court promo. Probably. Why did, why, you send why did we send the shirt to Jericho? Because it'd be funny. Uh, it'd be to hilarious. Because I really, really, really want to put a cease and desist letter right there on the wall. <laughs> because if yeah. it's successful, we don't know what WWE, AEW, or any wrestling fans or are going Jericho. to get shirts from us. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because, yeah, that's the deal. If he wears it out and then doesn't make his own version of it, maybe, maybe someone will do it. As a non-wrestling fan, what matches should she start with? This is actually 
always a great great quandary when it great, comes to a great, great quandary. quandary. A great it's a, it's a great quandary. quandary. It's a great quandary to start with because here's the deal: is as a, as a wrestling fan, like my brain immediately goes to like some Brett of these HBK. big work rate matches, like yeah, Brett HBK, sixty minute Iron Man, or or fucking Gargano versus uh, Andrade, or uh, wow, that came up came to your mind second. That's a, it's it's it's, it's it's not didn't come to my. I, I'm just saying it's one of those ones, but. Sometimes I wonder if those aren't the worst matches to start someone off with. Because uh, once you're at the top, JLB it is. all goes down from Yes. To answer you, Ambrosia, JLB will. I we're committing he's you, you a short, sure. to to JLB buying you a shirt. Um, In fact, he's not buy you Nebraska, yeah. America's belly button. Definitely not gonna buy you a Nebraska America's <laughs> belly button. But so but and, it's kinda like yeah. back to the question. Like, if I were to recommend the 60-minute Ironman match, um, there's a good chance that around minute 20, she'd be like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm not sure what, you know, what to do. This match has taken forever. Why isn't it over yet? We've seen attempted pinfalls and attempted, and it's just not, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things that you almost have to build up to, I feel. Um the Gargano versus Andrade one is a little bit easier because, like I said, for me, I turned on NXT not knowing who these people were for this match at the pay-per-view and instantly knew who was the good guy, who was the bad guy, and watched the match. So so that one would be a little bit easier. Um, but, yeah, I mean, do you have any ones that jump out to you as... as... Seth, well, Cody, I mean... <laughs> both of them? The recent ones, yeah, that's, that's very recent. That's fair. Yeah, that's I mean, if you if you want to do current five. wrestlers, guys that are wrestling right now or gals, even Seth um, Edge, because that I tell you what, Britt Baker Thunder Edge, Rosa lights out match. Yeah, a- put it w- in my veins. Even even the um, four woman tag team match tables at the end of the year. The uh, I, was it a lights out? I think it was also a lights out match. On uh, dynamite, that was also yeah, pretty I, fire. Too. That that's well, one I of mean, those it, ones. She's a she's an attitude uh, era fan. Yeah. So, so if we're gonna try and put her in now, mm-hmm. Rip Baker Thunder Rose is a really good one to start loving. That is really a really good one. Um, yep. Also, anything Becky Lynch circa 2019. That's a bold we'll, statement. We'll pull you in I mean, for women's wrestling. Fair. Yeah, definitely also um, look out for Oscar matches. That's great wrestling and also just great entertainment. Yeah. Um, um you you I'm, I'm almost wondering if instead of recommending specific matches, we say uh a certain pay-per-view like WrestleMania X7, you know. Yeah, and that's, and that's Attitude Era at its best. It's uh, yeah. You know. That is the wrestling that is the uh, wrestling pay-per-view. Uh, if you want to watch current day something that's that level, double or nothing, two thousand twenty one. Mm-hmm. That's a fair statement too. Yeah. Um, if you want to watch uh, something that started a cultural revolution in wrestling, um, find a way to watch All Out. No, excuse me, All In, not All Out. All In, right. the original yeah. All In. I said All Out. Just I'm getting so used to saying All <laughs> Out. <laughs> And you uh-huh. won't have to know storylines because there weren't any. Yeah, there, there weren't, weren't any. any. Yeah. It was just 
matches. Now, there are some moments that are kind of cringy now in hindsight, and I'm looking at you, penis clerics. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it, it from basically beginning to end was good match after good match after good match. Um, yep. We still have to do a watch along for that. We do. <laughs> a Twitch um, watch along. What I, here's what I would almost recommend, and this is going to be recommending a different podcast. I'm going to pimp another podcast. Um, it's a podcast that I listen to called How to Wrestling. Um, so uh, and and I'm just going to write it here. Uh, that podcast. How to wrestling is uh, the one that I recommend pretty much to anyone who's new to wrestling. The whole concept of it is it's a guy who's a longtime wrestling fan, Kevin Mahan, and he uh, he hosts another podcast called Attitude Era, uh, where they are rewatching the Attitude Era from beginning to end, right? Oh, one at a time. snap. Um, and, uh, but this podcast, it's him and his, uh, girlfriend, maybe fiance now, Joe, I'm not sure exactly. Um, she is not, or was not a wrestling fan. Now that she's with him, she's de dedicating to learn about wrestling. So each episode of how to wrestling is going to either focus on a, usually a wrestler, sometimes a specific moment in wrestling or type of match, right? Um, so like the very first one, the very first episode of how to wrestling is on just wrestling lingo. Here are some words and phrases that you'll know, you'll need to know to follow wrestling, a heel, a face, pop, getting over things like that. Right. Um, my middle name and last name put together. K yes. My middle initial and last yeah. name. I don't need people knowing my middle name's K. It's sad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's also my initial. We 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 don't shame. We don't no shame here. <laughs> um, but how to wrestling? Uh, then, like I said, most of the the uh, episodes follow them doing a deep dive into a specific wrestler. Um, and a bunch of their matches and all of this stuff. And so she's witnessing and getting into wrestling from the start on it. Um, oh, that's an interesting take. That's cool. And so he, he, of course, is a longtime fan, and she's new to this. And so, of course, they've been doing it now for like three years. And so she's oh, okay. no longer she's no longer new, like <laughs> new, new to it. But she's still getting into it. You know, I mean, there's I've been watching wrestling off and on three for years, over twenty though. years now. Yo, over 20 years, and there's still... I mean, every day comes along a wrestler that I hadn't heard of, um, right? right? I, I I also want to encourage you, if you're going to get some exposure to Japan, this isn't necessarily for Ambrosia. It could be for Ambrosia. Every Kenny Omega, Suzuchika, Okada match. Those were going to be on my list as well. Um, <laughs> the, the only reason I didn't say yeah. them is kind of the same reason with the Brett... Shawn Michaels one is that they they can get a little bit like technical real right? heavy on the 
Yeah. You ain't gonna know what you're seeing. Um, no. Yeah. And so the but they are. They're they're phenomenal storytelling because they're across three different matches to tell like one story. Can this person beat you know, finally beat the other guy? Um right. the champion is Kazuchika Akata. And the challenger is uh, a at the time younger, cocky Kenny Omega. But so yeah, like their first first uh, episode was an introduction to wrestling. Then they did how to John Cena, how to Steve Austin, how to terminology, how to the Shield, how to Hogan, how to Lesnar, how to pay per view, introducing you to the concept of the wrestling pay per view, right? Uh, how to Young Bucks, how to Dudleys, how to Steiner, specifically Scott Steiner. Hopefully there's no match from Mojo. Um, and so and I'm I'm just gonna kinda go here and, and you know start with like that first one, how to John Cena, right? They literally list on their things the matches that they watched. WrestleMania oh. twenty, John Cena versus the Big Show. Um ECW, John Cena versus Rob Van Dam from 2004. And the, uh, excuse me, from 2006. And the I Quit match, John Cena versus The Miz from 2011. Um, so they got three matches that they watch of this guy to um, kind of try to learn a little bit of more of them. But like I said, they, they did Samoa Joe. They've done China, D'Lo, Owen Hart, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Paul Heyman. Um, their most recent episode was on Rikishi. They did Eddie Guerrero earlier this year. Uh, they did an Andy Kaufman one. Um, they did How to CM Punk, uh, Luna Vachon, Gold Dust. Uh, you know, and so uh, they've even done some like on movies, like How to the Wrestler, the movie. Huh. Uh, Randy the Ram Robinson. Uh, how to AJ Styles, WrestleMania 35. They've started to do watch-alongs of the the newer WrestleManias. Um, uh, okay, that's cool. So, Why not? so hey, it's a great podcast uh, for someone who... Um, Hell, I'm a fan, and I'm still kind of curious, yeah. too. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it's really fun. I, like, a, a fan with 20 years of wrestling history, twenty more than 20, shit. Fucking old, You're almost old. thirty years. God damn. I think we should answer this individually. The answer oh, currently is one Stone Cold Steve Austin has won three of them. Yeah, oh. but who do you think should have won the most? Jeez. I personally believe it is Randy Orton should have won the most. He plays the heel gimmick I feel like better. He won too too many. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> I. I, I he, he plays the it. heel schmoz guy really, really well. And I would love to see him get a third Royal Rumble win um, in the in the future uh, over the next couple of years. Um, he's just the guy who can who can pull heel bullshit on people. He's always been in the final four, I feel like, for the All last the few years. Like... Um, some people would say Edge. I think Edge would be up there with Stone Cold had he not had an 11-year hiatus to his career. Um, but I think Edge is better served as the ultimate opportunist with the money in the bank briefcase in his hands. 
That's fair. Oh, so that's my yeah. answer to well, that's the deal who like, have won the most Royal Rumble matches versus who did win the most yeah. Royal Rumble the, You know, the Royal Rumble is one of those ones where... Um, it also played I'm, very well for Stone Cold because I'm going to keep you out of the title picture and, and it's a guaranteed title shot. Yeah. That's that's right. kind of the deal. Is I the, Unlike Money in the Bank, which I firmly believe <laughs> it should always be used to establish the next star. Right. Yes. An up and comer. Royal Rumble is one of those ones where the current storyline plays into it a lot. For instance, Bianca Belair winning winning last year's Royal Rumble uh, set up the storyline where she went after the title belt. You know what I mean? And and all thing. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar winning this year were all about the storylines, right? Um. And sometimes the biggest stars are not even in the Royal Rumble because they're in other matches that year. Um, It also, you can play a storyline where, say, Triple H screws Roman Reigns out of the title mm -hmm. by using that. And they did that. But um, who who should have won the most? My head keeps popping up with Seth Rollins. But then I keep thinking, like, Seth doesn't necessarily need it to be in the main event title picture. We're also only 11 years into Seth Rollins' career Mm -hmm. in WWE. (laughs) But I, I always feel it has to be more of a star that's not a star yet, a star to becoming kind of. Almost like how you think is the money in the bank. Having someone like Ray when Ray won it, right? Sure, Ray was already a legend, but no one expected Ray to win and so on and so forth. And he did. He defied defied all the odds and so on. Um, So I always think it should be someone who we think the underdog almost. Like when Daniel Bryan won. No one expected Daniel Bryan to to win sort of thing so i don't know i'm trying to picture that guy um, she's up, she's done with us talking about that, um, I'm, I'm, that get, I, I, I'm, get, I'm gonna put mine in really quickly um uh i think in on the men's side kind of like he said with edge i think daniel bryan should have a bunch of royal rumble victories yeah, under his belt he was really but, over but the fact that he uh had his injury and and didn't wrestle for what was it seven years? It was a while. Something like that uh, hurts him on that. Uh, on the women's side, um, they haven't been doing women's Royal Rumbles for super long, but it boggles my mind that Shayna Baszler hasn't been the winner, right? On at least one of them. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Boggles my mind. Also, yeah, okay. The on that same front, who should have if it was real? Big Show. Big Show should have won more Royal Rumbles than anybody else. Because he's nearly impossible to get out of the ring on your own. Braun Strowman should have just been dominant. Braun Strowman, yeah. Um, during his time there. Really hard he to get him out of the ring. Yokozuna. For so long. Yokozuna. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that, that's the real thing. Yokozuna should have won, like, every Royal Rumble <laughs> from 1988 till... 1996-5, yeah, yeah, it should have been yeah. right there, you know... Seven royal rumbles in a row. Six hundred pound man. Mm-hmm. 
So Very depending odd. on when, because he almost was hitting like 800 at some point. The, the secret for for him not winning the Royal Rumble was they just didn't put him in a lot of them. Yeah, he usually had the title. He usually had the title, and yeah. if they had put him in, they would have had to. They would have legitimately had to have people who could lift him over that top rope. Yeah. Her next question. This is turning into an Ambrosia Q and A. Who is your favorite wrestler from the eighties, nineties, two thousands, and current? Jesus. Um, That's like a four part question. Four part. Yes, well, it is. And technically, I I do also have to say that current. There, there's also the twenty tens in there as well because we're in the twenty. Oh now, my so god, Mister. There's, there's a fifth That's part fair. to that That's question. A fair That's a fair point. Um, so five part um, question. Yeah, so it's five part. Um, in terms of the, for me, eighties and nineties are going to be basically the same. I didn't watch a ton in the eighties. I started in the nineties, but the wrestler that was my favorite in the nineties and still my favorite of all time today, uh, would have been my favorite in the eighties and that sting. So, um, dang, um, he, uh, I could legitimately make argument that he falls in all five of the categories. Uh, in one way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, but I'm not. I'm not gonna punk yeah. out on that. 80s and 90s would be Sting. 2000s, uh, Sting retired and then went to TNA, and I didn't really watch TNA, and I didn't watch a ton of wrestling for a while in the 2000s. <laughs> um, but The Rock would probably be my favorite, even though I mean, really, he his heyday was late 90s, right, and then. 2000 and uh was it 2002 he kind of dropped away to start doing hollywood most of the time and yeah well whenever scorpion king came out yep um but i'll still put him as my favorite from the 2000s because you know he was one of the few reasons that i i cared about wwe once wcw folded and then when he disappeared i was like meh i don't care um and then uh, 2010s, probably Finn Balor oh. for me, favorite wrestler. <laughs> um, although he wasn't around as much in the 2010s for WWE. Um, when did he come? 2015, 2016? Oh, really? That late? 2016. Okay. 14, I think. Was it 14? I thought it was later than that. Anyway. We'll, we'll get it figured out. And then your current favorite? Um, and then my current favorite wrestler, uh, Finn Balor's really high on that list, uh, but I, Kenny Omega or Orange Cassidy are probably my, my top two. Orange Cassidy is just so fucking much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Not because he's... Now, just in case Ambrosia goes and Googles Orange Cassidy and she's yeah, like, what the fuck? He's more of a, a comedic, great wrestler. So don't uh, also a great wrestler. Yep. And yes, also he's a also a great wrestler. wrestler. But... Here's the thing. Wrestling has a long history of comedy matches. Um, and, right. and it needs to have comedy matches to kind of break the tension during a, during a show. I just this last week watched a, a match that was Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. <laughs> uh, and literally giggled to myself the entire time. And there was serious wrestling, and there was good wrestling in it, but there was just so much fun to do. Um, So, But I will go ahead and let the next person answer their five. You want to go? 
I'll go. So 80s, I'm going to say Hogan because I didn't watch the 80s that much. Um, 90s, I'm going to go. It's hard not for me not to say Stone Cold Steve Austin. I wanted to say Bret Hart, but at the end of the day, I think Austin is what kind of got me in uh, to really appreciating um, the product as a whole in form of entertainment as well. Um, 2000s. Two thousands. I feel like it was Triple H for me when he came back in like two thousand two, um, when he was after his injury. So I'm gonna go with Trips. I feel like Trips never gets his uh, flowers anytime we're talking about best of a decade or best wrestler. Or so I'll give it to Triple H. Twenty uh, tens. Would Seth be in twenty tens? Yep. No. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yep. like early Seth. Yeah. So I. Well, I mean, The Shield debuted in 2015. No, CM Punk was still there. Oh, so okay. it was earlier than that, even. That was 11. That was 11. Fair. Um, uh, I'll give Cena his flowers because although he was a five man. Five moves of doom. Five moves of doom. He still definitely got a lot of eyes. They debuted twenty twelve. Oh, sorry. Okay, but yeah, so they still would be fully in the two thousand tens. So yeah. Um, and then Reese. Now, uh, it's a it's it's a toss up between Seth and Ko. For me. All right. That would be my current. For me in the eighties. Um, currently yeah. speaking of it, not as though I'm in the 80s. If I'm in the 80s, it's Hulk Hogan because I'm a kid and that's what every kid did. Um, me currently looking back on the 80s, uh, yeah, I gotta give it to Macho Man. Ooh, yeah. Macho Man would be my number two. Um, and, and oh, followed so by Jason Snake for me. Um, I would, I would maybe throw The Undertaker in there on a technicality, but. That's a technicality. He was only there for a couple couple of years. Um, in the nineties, it's HBK, hands down. No ifs, ands, about HBK. I was a fan of HBK the whole mm-hmm. way through. Uh, followed yeah. by Diesel. Followed by The Rock. Short amount of time as The Rock in the nineties. Uh, in the early two thousands, The Rock make it, makes it for a whole decade, even though he's only there for a couple of years. Um, <laughs> I am a huge. The Rock fan, huge fan of The Rock. Um, in the 2010s, uh, coming in shortly after, at the end of the 2000s, um, is one of the greatest heels of all time, and that is one Mike Mizanin. I am a huge yeah. fan of Miz's heel work in the 2010s, mm. and it, it carries the whole way through that decade. Um, I just really enjoy the Miz and really enjoy hating the Miz. And for that reason, I love the Miz. Um, and currently my favorite wrestler in all of professional wrestling is probably Kenny Omega, but the person who gives him the closest run for that is absolutely 110% Drew McIntyre for me. There is something about Drew that just makes me go. I want to fucking see you rip everyone's head off. I want to see you kick 
people's heads to the moon with your claymore kick that it, it is just fun for me i've always been a fan of big guys as i mentioned diesel was probably second on my list in the 90s um i was a i was a mark in 1995 i came in in 1995 going yeah i like this guy yeah he's the good guy who's protecting people and he's oh big daddy cool yeah all that loved it um Honorable That's mentions funny. go to Batista in the in the two thousands. Um, mm. I like him more than Cena. I liked him more than a lot of people in the two thousands loved Batista. Um, just a, a lot of really really great wrestlers in that era. Uh, I can't I can't mark down Triple H. I just don't think he he was a different type of heel than the Miz. The Miz was chicken shit heel, and it was golden chicken shit heel. Golden, yep. Um, whereas. Triple H is cerebral assassin heel, and he's 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 trying to pick you apart and play mind games and all that stuff. Um, um, like I said, a, you know, honorable mentions as well. Bret Hart, yeah, Bret yeah. Hart's obviously in there. You can't For can't, sure. can't do that. Razor Ramon or or uh, Scott Hall, whatever you most Stone Cold for me. Stone Cold in, that in there. Mention. I mean, de- de- definitely. Um, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, yeah. yeah. There's also going to be Rock. some honorable mentions for for all of us uh, that are less well known. I mean, one of the the great things with professional wrestling as a whole is you can be a fan of someone even if they're not like a huge star. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh, one of my favorite wrestlers from the '90s and early 2000s um, is Dean Malenko, and it's rare to find someone who puts him yeah. as their favorite wrestler. Uh, but his skill was fucking unbelievable. Um, Eddie, Chris, Eddie, yep. Jericho, yep. Chris, Chris Jericho. Yeah. And then the other one I was going to mention, uh, Chris Jericho's uh, could be uh, in all all five of those almost, you know. Four, yeah, he could be the, in the four 80s. Most, he, yeah. But um, domestic. But but the 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 one that's that's the toughest for any of us to say out loud. So I'll take the heat for this. Is I I bet you if you had asked us in two thousand one, um, a lot of us would put Chris Benoit high up yeah. on our list. Anytime before two thousand seven, we all would have put him. Yeah, down. and uh, yeah, two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four. Uh, it'd be really hard for us to have not put him on our list. And unfortunately, uh, the events that transpired at the end make it hard to call yourself a Chris Benoit fan in any way shape or form because it it wasn't a good thing in the end so it's for laying on the sword but yeah um you know i mean talking just current though you know it's it's hard to pick one like i said i picked kenny omega and then i said a close second is orange Cassidy, and that's really crazy there because they're totally opposite ends of, of the spectrum in some ways but you know, I I could have just as easily put Sammy Guevara really high up my list. I could have easily put Seth Rollins really high up my list. Um, you know, Johnny Gargano's pretty high on my list. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a absolute Keith Lee, Keith Lee yeah. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic in his indie run was just phenomenal. Uh, you said Drew McIntyre, he's high on my list. Edge right now is is pretty killing it eh. um, um 
You know, uh, women's I'm pretty side, sure it's his Judgment Day coming soon. Yep. Uh, on the women's side, of course, you got Becky Lynch, you got Bianca Belair, you know, you've you've got uh, Britt Baker's killing it. So there's a lot of those there. Uh, her follow-up question, man, we're gonna have a thousand oh, questions from her. Uh, what is your favorite <laughs> wrestling match, match style? Style. Oh Jesus, um, not New Japan. Tell you that much. Yeah, too soon too soon it's uh you're a technical guy if I remember right. yeah I'm a technical guy and so so when you get to to less less I like I like flippy dudes as much as the next guy right um but but in the end uh when when they take them down to the mat and they they stretch them out like a Jonathan Gresham match is phenomenal to me that's why I liked Dean Malenko so much uh because he he was a it was a mat wrestler and so that's kind of my my forte. Um, I also like matches that tend to be heavy on on overall storytelling. Um, you know, you get matches uh, like like Ricochet versus uh, Will Ospreay that are um, from a technical standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, phenomenal, but they don't really tell a story. They just are kind of like exhibitions. Let's go out and flip around a bunch, and then woo, woo, and one of us will win. And those don't get me as much. If you're asking for a particular gimmick, mine is an Iron Man match. I love Iron Man matches. Love me some mm. Iron Man matches. Love me some Iron Every, Man matches. I have yet to watch an Iron Man match that I didn't go. That was fucking great. Mm-hmm. But it takes really good wrestlers to pull them off. So It does. Um, if you're talking match style... Um, this is going to sound silly because I just said I love Iron Man matches, but I love big hitting matches. I love that Bob Backlund lost to Diesel in 1995 or 1994 because of a kick to the gut and a powerbomb. I really enjoyed uh, Goldberg beating Brock Lesnar in a minute and 37 seconds. I deeply enjoyed that. I love those big hitter matches. Um I don't know why, but I do. And, and Wardlow beating Sean Spears in 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, those types Dan of things. I love those big hitter by matches. In 30 seconds. I, I love watching big hitter matches. That's what I love. Um, in terms of a style, in terms of a gimmick match, I'll take an Iron Man match all day long. If I could, if you could figure out a way to get me a big hitter Iron Man match, which did happen, and that is. Um. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't. Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar, sixty-minute Iron Man. Um, and that what? I believe, yeah, sixty-minute Iron Man. Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar ended five-four. Five. Oh, wow. four. I gotta watch me that nine man. falls. It was fantastic. Wow. This was when? Was this, no, this wasn't the WrestleMania. Brock's match, first run. Brock's first run. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I love Iron Man matches. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of love gimmick matches that are a little absurd, right? Like the C four exploding, exploding barbed wire death matches. Um, that just like that just goes over the top on the death match. There, there's a, there's a ticking time bomb and all that stuff. Um, they're as long easy, as you're not watching the AEW one, they're, they're easy to mess up the ending to them. Um, AEW gets gets crap for it, but let's be honest. In the history of C4 exploding barbed wire death matches, uh, th- a lot of them end poorly because it's well, really. I think Habusa got fucked up from that. No. Also, 
I, I and I think Smarks has had had this conversation, and I have had this conversation before. I miss more often the Texas uh, leather strap or Texas cowbell mm-hmm. four, four corners, corners match. Yep, specifically the yeah. four corners style. I want that leather strap holding the two of them together. It's a little less than twenty foot long, and I want you to have to drag your opponent in mm-hmm. order to all four corners. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, or I feel like there's a sex discombobulate them in the middle of the <laughs> ring and then walk around to all mm-hmm. four corners. Yep. Yep. No, I like those. I you know, I mentioned before uh with Orange Cassidy, I love a good comedy match. Right? Uh it it does break up the tension. They you don't need to go to them too often. But uh, but um Orange Cassidy versus Gentleman Jervis. Uh where Gentleman Jervis rocks him to sleep in the ring. And then tries to pin him quietly, and the referee has to count the pin quietly so that he doesn't wake up Orange Cassidy. Gets me every time. Um, Orange Cassidy versus Colt Cabana, where Orange Cassidy tries to wrestle the entire match holding a beer and not spill it. Awesome. <laughs> um, there, there's Side some note really to that. Comedy matches. To, to, to comedy matches. They do a really good job of giving us a better match for to use WWE backlash, a better match for the uh, position that Lashley and almost was in. The loser match, the match that the fans lose, the wrestlers lose, and everybody loses, that goes on a pay-per-view to break up really great matches. Yes, Comedy matches are the better way to do that than to have one that people just don't want to see. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, so um, uh, Ambrosia, thank you for the questions. I know you sent us a thank you for answering the questions, but we appreciate the questions. Um, it's always uh, fun to help people out. We love bringing oh, people yeah. into wrestling. That's kind of the purpose of this show. Uh, although, it. yeah, it does sound like it's just a bitch about WWE sometimes. Um, <laughs> but we appreciate you asking the questions. So, But on that nice. note, I think we're going to wrap things up for uh this particular yeah. show today we've done two you hours you got a you got a duty tomorrow hey yeah i have a duty i have a walk <clears throat> i'm going to walk up the mountain you probably, you probably have it before you go to court i'll probably have it before i go and to bed during and after <laughs> uh but on that note we're gonna wrap yeah, things up here make sure to like share and subscribe to this on whatever platform you're using to listen to it, whether you're watching it live on YouTube, on Twitch TV, or on Facebook, whether you're uh, listening to it later on your favorite podcast platform, or watching one of the replays on any of those uh, platforms. We appreciate it. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Let other people know about it. You can also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash raw and order WBU, or you can support us on Spreadshirt, where you can get a cool-ass shirt like the Appreciate Me shirt. Or the shirt that he's pointing at. D.A. Fabe has the, the autograph shirt. Or the uh, Nebraska America's Belly Button shirt. Or the Sasha Bear shirt that I'm wearing. Or the Pissant Podcast hat. Or whatever sure. whatever floats your boat in terms of uh, stuff. We've got a lot of options there. So you can support us that way. Um, great way there. And the link is in the doobly-doos for it. Because it's I know it's a pain to type all that in. So... Uh, it's all in there. You can follow us on the social medias as well. You can follow me pretty much anywhere at Raw and Order WBU, except Facebook, where it's at Pissant Podcast, because Facebook is weird. Uh, you can follow DA Fabe at 
DA Vincent K. Fabe right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's only on Twitter. And then you can follow JLB at Oh Jesus. At JLB420. Real Talk Radio, though, is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Anchor.fm slash RTR. Um watched a few movies this week so i rewatched batman and i still didn't pay attention i don't think i'm a fan of the film noir but uh you'll be getting my review of that shortly uh yeah are you referring to the batman the batman yes the batman Batman. and yeah that's it so link will be down below on the doobly-doos and uh thank you abroja for the questions and i feel like there was that troll one too thank you you were trolling but whatever well thank you because (laughs) It took time out of your busy day to troll. Busy. So, you know, this is what it is. Yep. Thank Interaction you. is uh, boosting us one way or another. But exactly. on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Bow, wow, wow, wow.